My guest this week is Janine Capaldi, an expert in LinkedIn lead generation. We talk about using LinkedIn to grow your business and some of the myths and truths about the LinkedIn algorithm. Welcome to episode 248 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to downloading me and my guests into your earphones. This week, we're talking about LinkedIn. Now, of course, LinkedIn has gone a long way from being just an online CV to a social network in its own right. Articles, videos, newsletters, posts, interaction, engagement, and sometimes spammy direct messages. It's all there in LinkedIn. And sometimes I think the LinkedIn algorithm can be full of black arts and black magic. My guest this week, Janine Capaldi, is a bit of a LinkedIn expert, and she's going to guide us through all that algorithm complexity. One thing I will note before we start, in the interview, we talk about a technique which you can use where you post a post and then you go back in later and edit the post. And that was a way of tricking the algorithm in LinkedIn. It's been brought to my attention since I recorded this episode with Janine that that particular technique might no longer be necessary. So it's something that's probably worth checking up on if that's something that you want to look into. So let's get straight into that interview with Janine right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Janine Capaldi, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Janine, tell me, where are we Zooming each other from today? Now, I'm up in Edinburgh, as always. All right, so I am down in um, sunny Tring in Hertfordshire, that that notorious landmark. (laughs) That notorious landmark. Now, Now, you know, that's actually quite interesting because I've never been to Tring, but what in the days when I used to go down to London quite a lot on the train, I always used to remember firing through Tring about, I don't know, about <laughs> half an hour before arriving at Euston. So it's definitely somewhere I've seen, but it's definitely somewhere I've not been to. Yeah, you, I mean, it's, it is beautiful. It's, it's a lovely little market town, but it, I would say, you know, unless, unless you've got a need to be here, there's not much. Although we do have the Tringe Festival where we have all the comedy acts come and like do their practice sessions before the um, Edinburgh Festival, which is quite nice. The Tringe Festival, that's fantastic. <laughs> I've, I've definitely learned something today. Janine, you are um, a consultant and you help people with their marketing. You're also a little bit of a LinkedIn expert. And, and actually, LinkedIn was where we first connected. So I'd like to talk to you today a bit about your business and what you do and how you use LinkedIn to prospect for customers. But maybe we can also get into what I call a little bit of the, the dark arts of LinkedIn and how you can <laughs> use it and how you, sh- how you should post articles, how you should post posts, how you should post videos and that sort of thing. But before we get into any of that, give me a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, how your career developed and, and basically what makes Janine Capaldi tick. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. You might have to rein me in on this one, Roger, because <laughs> I, I might end up talking for ages. But um, yeah. So essentially, my my background is in the charity sector. So I I worked in education and charity for years, like of organising organising events and training development programmes. And then I I kind of embarked on my own journey of of coaching. Um, and psychotherapy. So a good for a good few years, I think it was about seven or eight years. I was I was training alongside alongside work, and kind of came out of that thinking, right? I love the coaching, I love the training, but actually, psychotherapy is not going to be for me. It just it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me as much as I I loved kind of working with all these kind of different kinds of people and learning all these different theories. It just wasn't going to happen. And then I think I got to, it was about, yeah, about three, just over three years, well, four years ago now, actually, I, I was pregnant with my second son. And around that time, my husband and I were both cripplingly unhappy in our jobs. Um, he's from a sales and, sales and marketing background. My background, as I said, is training and coaching. And so that's where we really started out. That's kind of where we started our ideas together of, okay, how can we make something that is ours? And after, you know, quite a while of, as I call it, royally faffing around, um, <laughs> we we realised that actually where our strengths were was in was in sales and marketing, was in training and coaching, and actually that's where we that's where we we kind of developed our business, which now ultimately is lead generate lead generation like agency services and also um, training and consultancy services, where we do as you say predominantly focus on on LinkedIn and how businesses can use LinkedIn to to grow. Was there a like a, a, a light bulb moment? I know you were cripplingly unhappy in your work, so yeah. there was obviously an escape valve there. But what, what was there a, like a, a light bulb moment when you realised that tying a business quite closely to LinkedIn was the way that you were going to be successful? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think what what it was for me was that I I think over the last couple of years I've I've learned to I guess be I guess I've learned to talk to people. I've learned to be more outgoing, to share my story, to be able to put myself in a position that may have felt very, very uncomfortable before. So, you know, for example, um, a huge event where there's a networking element would see me being the one that, you know, kind of just queued up for a cup of tea, hid in a corner, and then conveniently had a phone call before coming back into the next session. And I think for me, when I realised that LinkedIn was, I I thought LinkedIn is somewhere that I can go. LinkedIn is something I can do. You know, I, I don't have to, I don't have to kind of be, publicly speaking to people at first I can I can do that quite gently and I think what happened was I started to find more and more people that were like that and I started to see a result certainly for the for the coaching that I was doing at the time and I was like huh okay this is this is actually working like I can see that I can use this as my main business development tool and then I had a few um, friends and connections locally who have got very different businesses to mine one one's in IT one of them is a is a surveyor and they started asking me well what are you doing tell me what you're doing and I had um, my very first uh, LinkedIn training session was was at my kitchen table 
with those two and my and my dad um, and me essentially talking them through, well, this is what I'm doing. This is how you do it. This is how you could apply it to your businesses. And that was, I guess, the light bulb moment of, you know, this is this is how I can bring it all together. And this is how I can bring it together with Jamie, who's my husband and now business partner as well. So what would you describe your business as? You, 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 you're, you're helping people to get leads effectively. Is that what you're doing or is it more, is there a more a sort of a, a, a broad brush, um, holistic marketing approach that you're helping your customers with? Well, we're helping businesses to generate leads for their own businesses. And through that, it, that I guess you do get, you do get the other areas, don't you? So it will, you know, it will be about um, content and messaging and identifying your identifying your clients and your and having an effective sales process. Once you've got that, you know, once you've got that call, whatever that might be. So, but I would say, yeah, keeping it simple, it's it's lead generation, and that and we're doing that either for people with our team or we're training people on how to, you know, bring the LinkedIn element into existing sales and marketing processes so when we're training people it will typically be the sales and marketing team of an organization who are you know the story that we often hear is I'm on LinkedIn but I'm not really sure if what I'm doing is going is actually generating a result for me and I spend a lot of time here but I don't really know what I'm doing so what we're doing is we're helping people to to see well actually let's let's get that into let's get that a structure and a strategy behind that so that you can start to get a result from it. I guess when you talk about lead generation, one of the one of the problems that I have with LinkedIn, and this is definitely not how lead generation should work, but for a lot of people it seems to me that lead generation on LinkedIn is just find a bunch of people to connect with, and then as soon as you've connected with them, literally like. 15 seconds after you've connected with them, you send them a, a really impersonal email, direct message saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And, you know, I, I get quite cross when I get a connection request. I think, oh, that person looks quite interesting. We've got similar backgrounds or whatever it is. So I accept the connection request and then they go into sale, selling mode literally within seconds. And that's a way to enrage people. And you know you know me, Janine, I have a few catchphrases. One of my favourite catchphrases is engage, don't enrage. It seems to me that a lot of people on LinkedIn are quite happy to enrage potential customers. Obviously, that's not what you're about. So how- No, no. So, yeah, I, I get it. And, I, you know, I find it just as infuriating, Roger. I mean, I, I have, um, like, my, my, my inbox is quite often filled with you know with people that just you know that do exactly that they might as well just say buy my stuff now you can tell that it's just you know you've accepted a connection then you've got this automated message that they couldn't have quite possibly crafted in that amount of time because it might be like three paragraphs and it was sent immediately it's difficult it's it is annoying but you know the way that the way that I see it is that you know there is no, LinkedIn with LinkedIn, there is there is a lot of opportunity to be had. Now, it doesn't mean that you know. It, I've made a lot. You know, I've made a lot of friends on there. I've made a lot of connections on there. There's people that, that very traditionally, I might have you know, we might have come crossed paths. And I guess you know, when you think about about the the kind of relationship that we've had, is I connected with you on LinkedIn. We had a brief discussion. We ended up meeting at an event, and then we engage on each other's content. And then I put out a request saying 
I'd love to appear on more podcasts and and here you know here I am you've invited me to your podcast so there's some really good examples I think of how you can build you know build relationships there that aren't necessarily going to not necessarily going to lead to immediate you know sales but but are great great relationships to have and then there is another element to it which I personally I think it is all about understanding the you know the industry that you work in or the industry that you're approaching and the people that are within you know the people that are within the organization that you might want to connect with because I I guess I don't at all advocate this kind of enrage model I what I do think is really important on LinkedIn is is transparency and so that doesn't give us an excuse to just go and jump into someone's inbox and start trying to sell them something but you know when you're transparent about wanting to understand if you know like you wouldn't I guess wanting to be clear on why you're connecting and to want to understand more about the person that you're connecting with I that that is something that can that is something that can really reap rewards again and again and again. And I think that, you know, that that's something that some people do struggle with because they, you know, we get quite a lot of our clients that say, oh, what I think, think I've done is I've ended up in the friend zone with too many people mm-hmm. where I've thought, well, I have to be, you know, I have to try and be kind of so personal and so, you know, kind of go and engage on their content so much and I need to do this and I need to do that. And actually, I don't now know how I can turn this around to seeing if there's an opportunity to, to, to have a conversation. You know, that does look differently for different people. And so it should, because there isn't one model for, you know, there isn't one marketing model, is there? There isn't one sales model. It really, you know, it really is dependent on on your business and who your, who your potential customers are. Yeah. And, um, and what we're looking at all the time as marketeers is trying to identify who our customers are, work out what their problems are, their their needs, and then come up with a solution that meets that need. You know, I, I bang this drum all the time. Mm. And, and, and it's that, then it's that relationship that you build with those potential customers by creating content that's helpful, answers questions they may have about the solution that you offer so that they do feel over time they're getting to know you and they're getting to like you and trust you enough to do business with you as opposed to that jumping straight in and direct messaging somebody and saying buy my stuff buy my stuff buy my stuff so so i'm a massive advocate of putting decent content on linkedin and you know the stuff that you're putting on linkedin is very engaging you you know you're often posing questions you get a lot of interaction on your posts which is good but one of the things I have an issue with LinkedIn about and and I don't know whether this is LinkedIn's fault or whether it's just the way things turn out with people who uh, project themselves as LinkedIn experts or LinkedIn gurus but we know that all these social media platforms doesn't matter whether it's Twitter Facebook Instagram they all have this thing going on in the background called the algorithm (laughs) it, it seems to me that a lot of LinkedIn experts seem to, all you need to do is play the algorithm. If I want a post to have great engagement, somebody will say to me, for goodness sake, don't put a link to your website or to a piece of content in that post because LinkedIn hates that. And if you put a link in, then and then LinkedIn will drop you right down to the bottom of the list and nobody will ever see the post. But there is a way around that. What you can mm. do is you can post your post without the link, hit 
send so that it actually appears on LinkedIn. And then what you do, this is really sneaky, is you go back in, you press the edit button, and then you add your link. And and actually that fools LinkedIn. It makes it think that you haven't posted a link, even if you ha- even though you have posted a link, and they'll let you off. And you, and you you, you and, and I just sit there thinking, come on, is this really the way to do it, or or should we just be posting good content that attracts the people that we want to do business with, or should we yeah. be playing these games? So, yeah, so I think that there's a couple of different ways of looking at it. So that example you've just given, that's, that's a, you know, that's a very, it's a very real example. Like that does, that does happen. And by doing what you've just said, it will mean that the reach of your post gets further up until, you know, but you'll laugh, you'll probably laugh at this because, you know, I've now heard that actually that's as of like last week, that's maybe not happening and that people aren't getting restricted views. So I've just, you know, I've started playing around with it to see whether it does make a difference or not, because at the moment I, I don't quite know. And But I think that it's not, it's not the only thing, is it? So I think if you've got a very, if you've got a very average post or average content, or it's, you know, just, and I mean, who am I to say what's average and what isn't? But I would say that, you know, if if you're, if you're just posting something for the sake of posting it, and it's not really tailored or targeted to the people that you want to develop relationships with, it doesn't really matter kind of whether you trick the algorithm or not, it's only ever going to be an average piece of content. And I think you've got to think about you know, why am I doing the content bit? So for me, it's, I mean, I can give you an example. So one of our clients, you know, she, when I compare her engagements, if you just looked at the stats or the views of what she, you know, what she would get um, on an average post on LinkedIn, um, I can see that it's lower than quite a number of our other clients. What I can also see is that her, um, her audience, her connections are hugely targeted. They they are factored into a you know a, a, a kind of regional area, and actually they are they are pretty much in a sector that are that that have proven to be observers. So they're not they're not necessarily active, but they're there watching and waiting. And out, and she gets I would say she is up there with the number of leads that she generates each month. She is on the higher scale, and it's because she's used. You know, people are seeing that con. They are seeing that content. They might not be engaging with it, but they are using it to to kind of to I guess to decide. You know, her positioning. So is she a leader in this? Is she a leader in this field? Does she know what she's talking about? And she gets those inbound leads from that. So I would say that, you know, the stats are. The stats are the stats. They can they can be quite they can be useful to tell us whether whether a post is performing well. There are certain things that you can do to I guess increase the increase the in- engagement of it if you wanted to. I guess without targeted messaging that appeals to the audience that you want to grow your rela- grow relationships with and support and help, then you you could just be doing that for ages and it not really do anything for you. Absolutely. Again, it all comes down to knowing who your target audience is and creating content that helps that target audience solve the problems that they may have. So from a general point of view, um, I, I know a lot of people have a LinkedIn profile. They've probably not spent that much time on it. Um, you know, they may not even have a decent photograph. So, so what are some of the top tips that you've got for making your profile stand out 
much. Now, and, and again, Janine, you know, we can get into some of those black arts again here. You know, there's quite a few people that advocate that your headline has to be something like helping X uh, with X mm-hmm. by Z or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got to have keywords in your description and you've got to have keywords in your um, all the way through your profile. What, what, are the, what are the absolute essentials that we're looking at here? Yeah, so I think I think it's great if your head if your headline so that's the that's the um, the bit of your profile that will you know come up when you're you know when you're commenting or when you come up in a search list or when you send somebody an invitation. It's that that kind of immediate couple of lines. I think that you know ultimately what that you know that this I think this is why people have gone down that helping X to do Y you know by whatever you know by Z. Yeah. Um, that's why people have gone down that route because it's a good way of packing. It's I guess it can be a useful way of packing in um, exactly who you're there to who you're there to serve and and how you do it. You know, for me, I think it can work better for some than for others and for certain organizations, that's just not necessarily how they want to come across. And that's where the keywords can come in. You know, instead of just putting that you're a marketing director, okay, that could that could mean anything. So let's be more specific so that when someone see when you pop up on someone's feed or when you do send an invitation to somebody, they can see exactly like what industry you're working in and what kind of clients you're working on and perhaps what kind of marketing is it? Is it tactics? Is it communication? Is it strategy? What is it? So I think that's where though, you know, being able to be succinct is, I think, is is really good in that in that headline, however, however way you want to go about it. And I think with the rest of the profile, I really think I, the, the key is to, the key is to I think, write it for the person that you want to connect with so rather than listing your all your you know that you're organized and that you're a multitasker and all of those kind of classic cv terms that people have used that i do think people are starting to move away from really although it's been a long time since i've written a cv to be honest for me it's about appearing as you and showing people what it is you do and how you help them again you know giving example giving a few examples of that the whole thing for me is about you know if someone looks uh, you, you know, you send someone an invitation and they're looking at your profile. It needs to be clear to them kind of what, why you would connect with them and uh, why and why they would bother accepting. Like, what what is it that you do? What is it that you've done? And and kind of what is it? How is it that you're coming across that makes them say yes, I want to connect with you? Because what that's doing, you know, it's bringing people to you, but also the pe- you know, the people that don't like the look of it, you don't need to worry about them anymore, do you? You know, they, they're, you know, they're, they've made their decision. That's fine. You can forget about them. The people that you are bringing in, they're the ones that you're going to be. They, they're the ones that you're going to be starting to build the relationship with. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's uh, one of the things that I do on my website is I actually ask questions as part of the copy. So, are you a small business looking for help with your marketing strategy? So, if the answer to that is no, then read no further because. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but but if you but if you are a, are a small company that's looking for help with your marketing strategy, then hopefully you know they will go a little bit further into the copy and and maybe eventually they'll uh, they'll pick up the phone or send an email and we, and we might be able to do business. So mm. we've talked about we've talked about the profile. We've talked about creating content for your target customer. What do you think that is the best 
form of content to put on LinkedIn. Now, again, some people say text-only posts, that's what you should do. A lot of other people say, no, video's where it's at. You know, if you upload a video, that's what they what they favour. Of course, some people are lucky enough to have LinkedIn Live. I think LinkedIn have got a problem with me. I've applied several times for LinkedIn Live and they've probably looked at me and thought, no, nah, too old or too bald or something like that. We don't want you. <laughs> So I've not got LinkedIn. What, what's the best way to, what's the best sort of content to put on? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm with you on, on the, the annoyance of applying for something and not quite getting it with LinkedIn. The one thing that I would love to have is the newsletter feature. I don't know if you've subscribed to any of the newsletters, but um, it's essentially where, you know, it's it, it's someone writing an article where you can subscribe to it and then you can, you know, you get, you get emailed and um, emailed and notifications about it when it comes through. And I would absolutely love to have that feature. But I think you have to be quite a special person to be able to, to be able to get it. I think you need to be in the know. I think, you know, again, it's, it is a, com- it is a combination. And I think, I think some of it comes, you know, there's, I think there's ways of doing all of it. So I think, you know, we we played around with with, um, video content for for quite a while. Last year, we, I think, yeah, at the beginning of of last year, we we had huge engagement on our videos and I love I loved doing it. And then I think it got to a point where I was like, hmm, I actually think that this is I could see it was starting to peter off. Mm. I could see that the engagement was like was perhaps starting to go a little bit. I could see that Jamie and I were losing the we were kind of losing the inspiration for it and the inclination to do it a bit but it doesn't but it you know they can be really really effective I would say that if someone is going to go down the video route it would be you know keep them short and keep them short and sweet no more than a couple of minutes make sure you subtitle them because so many people are watching them with the sound off anyway it can be a re- it can be a really effective way of, of communicating on LinkedIn I think it, I mean ultimately for me I do a lot of the shorter written posts I will occasionally write an article um, and if I am going to write an article, then I would be I would be encouraging people to then use the content of that article to create other smaller posts, maybe a video post. Maybe you can do a couple of the shorter written ones. Perhaps you can um, create like a slide deck of your key points and post that as a document. So the way I, you know, with with articles, you know, they they're often the most the biggest investment of time in terms of a piece of content but will often get the lowest amount of engagement but it's not to say it's not a worthwhile use of your time doing them because they can be really useful for your positioning and you can kind of drive drive your drive your audience over to them again and again and again and use it for you know use it for for, for creating other other content i think it also depends on what people are used to seeing from you so you know people for, for me they're they're used to seeing my shorter written posts and they're the ones that i will often get the most engagement and interaction on but i think it would be silly for me to say this one works better than others this one works better than others but i think that i guess the key thing though is that a lot of people go, especially if they haven't used LinkedIn for a while, or if they are starting to think about creating content on there and haven't done, they immediately go to thinking, I need to start writing articles. Mm. And I think that's where they get disappointed is because they do take quite a lot of time and effort and they don't always get the engagement that that you would that you would hope for the time and effort you put into them. So I think it's about seeing an article as a as a I guess as a as a larger as a larger piece like something that you can continue to 
direct people to through your other posts and repurpose for other kind of content. I guess that would be the main thing I would say about about thinking of articles in that way. But in as much as what's the best one, I think I I honestly think it's about kind of having a having a mixture and having and planning that out over the week. So you're all all the even the month so that you're not just kind of sat down every day going, what should I write about today? Yeah, and of course, yeah, of course, I believe we're going to be getting LinkedIn stories soon. Mm. Um, you know, so we've got them on yeah. Facebook, we've got them on Instagram, we've got them on Messenger, we've got them on just about everything. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft don't add stories to Excel spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't, I don't know. Actually, maybe, maybe the stories would be quite nice for sort of behind the scenes type of thing for LinkedIn because people do like that yeah. behind the scenes approach, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I've I've done a little I've done a little bit of that. I'm always I don't know I, I think some I think some people have really you know that I mean there's some people aren't there that have really they've established their whole brand on being able to share everything you know not just the work and the and the you know the task at hand but absolutely everything about themselves that people have done an absolutely brilliant job of, of doing that you know for and for, for me I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not sure about the longevity of that necessarily but you know we'll see we'll see it'll be inter- it, will, I'll, it will certainly be something that I'd like to try out but I don't know yeah I think I, it's something I'd, I'd want to think about quite carefully because I mean you do it quite well don't you with your videos you you know you you I think you you're very good at, at bringing in some of the behind the scenes stuff because you'll show where you're going walking and you'll show you kind of taking a break and and have, having your coffee and you 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 very good at bringing that in with your key message i i don't think everybody is as as well accomplished as that as you are perhaps and so perhaps the stories won't always be quite so engaging i don't know no it's nice of you to say that it's nice of you to say that i think you know LinkedIn, my message to you is stories is probably a good idea for some people. But at the moment, Roger wants LinkedIn live and Janine wants newsletters. So come on, <laughs> get get your act together before before stories. I want live. Janine wants those <laughs> newsletters. Janine, as, as we come to the end of our conversation, and I can't believe that half an hour has gone by so soon. I know. What would be the one big thing that you'd like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take away from the experiences you've had building a business using LinkedIn as its platform? Yeah, I I think what it is, what my number one thing would be, and I know this can be, you know, this 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 can be quite controversial with some people. I know it can, but I think it's it it would be to you know do not be do not be afraid to go and connect and send that message. If you if you're somebody who if you can trust yourself to get in touch with somebody in the way that you might want to you know kind of be got you might want to be um, engaged with or connected with, you're not going to go and be that person who goes and just as we said at the beginning enrages everyone. You're not going to be that person. So I would say you know do do not be inf- afraid to to do that to to if if what if if in part what you want to use LinkedIn for is business development and growth, then kind of put your put your prospecting hat on to do that because that's what you know that's the job of a that's the that's the that's the job of a salesperson in part is is to do that so it would be to to not be afraid not be afraid to do that yes think it through yes kind of yes you do need to spend some time doing that but but yeah it don't don't be afraid to 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 actually try and connect with people 
And is it always a personal um, greeting on the connection or do you just send the standard blind connection request? I always personalise mine. Yeah. Yeah, I can, you know, I, I always do. Yeah, I think, again, it's one of those black arts things. There are some people out there who say, no, no, just fire, 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 fire. Personally, I just quite like it when people take the time to add their personal stamp to a connection request. So that's my that's my personal opinion. Janine, it's been fabulous to talk to you this afternoon. Really enjoyed our chat. I'm hoping that people listening to the show might want to get in touch with you. I'm sure they can get in touch with you on LinkedIn. But what is the best way that people should connect with you? And Yeah, sure. So so it, it, it is LinkedIn, probably. So there's only there's only two Janine Capaldi's on LinkedIn. It is quite obvious which one I which one I am, I think. It should be anyway, but yeah, you can come and connect on LinkedIn and um, and our website, which which may still be um, under construction um, because it currently is at the moment, is um, CapaldiMarketing.com. Um, so, but yeah, that's a good place to find us find us as well. But if if you get to it and you get a load of nonsense, don't fret not. I do not worry about that. Just come and find me on LinkedIn. Fantastic. And I will add those links to the show notes, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. Janine, great to have you on the show. Always enjoy talking to you. Lots of great insights on LinkedIn. Let me wish you every success for the future. I was going to say we might bump into each other at a a conference over the autumn, but I'm not quite convinced that live conferences are going to go ahead yet. So we may still be seeing each other in a virtual environment for the near future. Yeah, well, maybe next year then. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.